welcoming everyone in who's listening in to the Divinely You podcast and uh, back to simultaneous recordings. Um, I'm actually very behind on posting podcast episodes, so that needs to happen probably today or probably tomorrow, actually. (laughs) Uh, So how's your year going so far? We are on January 4th, and uh, so far my year is kicking ass and taking names, so I'm very happy about that. Um, and so, uh, today is Tuesday. And so normally I talk about something accessibility related. And, um, so I thought I would share with you a little bit on how I travel. Um, and the reality is, is that I travel pretty much no differently than anyone else who travels, travels. Um, the one difference is, is that I get a guide in the airport. Um, they refer to it as a wheelchair, but I usually deny the wheelchair and just have a person guide me um, to my gate or to the airport exit or whatever um, the case. And so that's kind of the only difference. Um, <laughs> I explore public transit sometimes. This visit, I did not do public transit. I had fully intended to do public transit, but in, I ended up not needing it. Um, but I do have a transit app that does do every city um, that I go to. And so that's what I've used since I've been a nomad. Actually, I've used it since Chicago and it's been very reliable uh, to get me here, there and everywhere in every city I've been in. Um, I ended up not needing transit this trip because I ended up being, you know, my Airbnb was right next to the ocean and I was able to just walk up to the pier and, and all that. So, um, but I will tell you, there is a transit service available to individuals with disabilities that's called uh, paratransit or dial a ride or there's other names for it. Um, and it's available in a lot of metropolitan areas. Um, we have one here in Phoenix and, um, basically what it does is provides door-to-door transit um, to individuals with disabilities. Um, I think in some cases also the elderly, but I don't know across the board. I haven't used it in every city that I've lived in. In fact, I did not use it at all in Chicago, Um, but Chicago's transit system is so thorough that it was not necessary. It was also a very backed up system, so it was not useful to me. And so I didn't use it. But one of the advantages of having paratransit is that you can use paratransit um, in different cities. So, for example, if I knew well enough ahead of time going on going on a trip that I was going to need to go to a specific location, um, I could contact the paratransit in that city. Let's just say in Oceanside, since that's where I was. I could contact paratransit in Oceanside or Orange County or however it works and say, you know, hey, I'm in, you know, Maricopa County and I use Dial-A-Ride paratransit here. Can I transfer my service to you so I can use it temporarily while I'm in town? And so, in fact, that's what I did uh, when I first got to Arizona was I actually used my San Francisco paratransit pass or eligibility to, um, as a visitor, you can use it as a guest, um, to use paratransit in the new place, um, until you get established. Or if you're just visiting a friend of mine and I used it in Anaheim about 12 years ago, when we went on vacation, we used it to go to Universal Studios and back. Um, so that's a thing that people with disabilities can use for transit. Um, if they plan well enough in advance, um, 
to use it. I didn't plan this well enough in advance to be able to use that, but uh, it is something that's available for a person with a disability. Um, I use my maps. I use GPS. I, you know, so I, I, you know, basically don't travel any different than anyone else. Um, you know, that was one of the things that my coach reminded me of was, you know, when we go places, she's like, I just go places. She's like, I don't have a plan. I don't, she's like, I just go, I don't have my car. Um, all of those things. So, um, so it's really an adventure of the unknown. And and that's kind of what it's about for me is just going places. And, you know, if it's unknown, it's unknown. Um, but there are services available for people with visual impairment, um, that can support them in traveling independently. There are, um, dial-in services like it's called IRA, A-I-R-A. I don't remember what it stands for. Uh, there's another one called Be My Eyes and I use the magnifier that's built into iOS to read signs and get information that way. Um, but Ira and Be My Eyes are services that you can call and you can talk to a human and that human can help you read signs or find something at the store uh, or whatever. And uh, so those are useful ways that a person who's blind or low vision can um, get information. Um, what else? I, like I said, use the magnifier and my camera on my iOS devices. Um so I just thought I'd give you a few ways that people who have a visual disability specifically travel. Um, yeah, it's kind of fun. Um, what's interesting about the airport that, that I used here in Mesa is it doesn't have the, the um, what is it called? The tube from the airport to the plane. It's just a ramp that's connected to the plane. And when you come off of it, you're actually outside the airport. And um, so when we landed last night, like normally I just walk off the plane and meet my guide at the end of the the ramp. But this one, I was like, I can't do that. I'll probably get lost and end up on the tarmac or something. <laughs> um, so I did get a guide to the air, you know, into the airport. So it's a it's a judgment call. Um, not everybody operates like I do. Um, I'm sure some people use the wheelchair. I don't. I've used it once. That was because I was flying back with a sprained ankle. Um, but otherwise, I don't usually use take the wheelchair. I usually walk um, and all of that. Sometimes my guides are helpful and they can help me get to a shop or an eatery or whatever. Sometimes they're overwhelmed and busy and they don't have time and that's when it sucks because they put me at my gate like, you know, two hours before my flight. And then it's like, where's a bathroom? And is there a place to eat? And <laughs> all the, the human things. And uh, so, yeah. So if you are someone who has a disability and you travel and you want to leave a comment below as far as something that maybe you've done or learned over the years as far as travel, provide a little education for the viewers um, who aren't disabled, who may be wondering what it's like to travel as a person with a disability. I just thought I would put that out there today since I just had that experience and uh, yeah, so it's kind of no different than everyone else. I just, um, you know, use my, use my tools, use my resources and get where I want to get. So... <laughs> Um, yeah, 
So that's kind of all I have today. Um, I will get caught up on the podcast episode postings probably, like I said, today, probably tomorrow. <laughs> um, so apologies for being so behind on that. But thank you for continuing to tune in to these live videos. I really appreciate everyone who watches them and loves them and enjoys them and gets some content from them. And um, yeah, so yeah, I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Let me go ahead and say farewell to my podcast listeners.